This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Zenny offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenny.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a special bonus episode of Headlock Talk. On this episode, we break down AEW taking on NXT head-to-head for the very first time here for the Wednesday Night Wars. Hope you guys enjoy, and on with today's show. What up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Headlock Talk. A a bonus episode, Stephen. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Indeed. (laughs) See, we we fixed it this time. Um, Yes. (laughs) uh, I'm, of course, your host, the Texas Gentleman, and as sometimes, as we've come to know, Mm. coming out of the internet here, uh, the man over the web, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well, howdy, howdy. Howdy, Steven. Howdy, Tanner. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Big night last night. AEW oh, yeah. on TNT. Uh, NXT on USA. Very mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, very, very historic. Very exciting night. Uh, lots of good stuff. Now, if my memory serves me correct, uh, you probably didn't have too many nights where you were watching the Monday Night Wars. Am I correct? You are correct. Yeah, I I actually 
So I've recently, or not recently, but I've since gone back and watched a lot of uh, that kind of time period. Um, but really? when I, yeah, when I started uh, watching wrestling was a little bit after that already. So mm, okay, so uh, so you like many other fans out there, this was actually your first time flipping between the channels to catch mm-hmm. AEW and NXT. So so what did you think of the whole experience? Man, honestly, it was just super, super exciting. You know, um, I've always been a fan of professional wrestling, but this kind of atmosphere is very new to me. And just the the overall, like, I don't even know, like the explosiveness of it, you know, because you have two major brands, one brand new and one that I already love going head to head and both doing very, very solid, having really solid shows mm. and, you know, vying for my attention. And uh, it, it's just kind of interesting. You know, I, I'm i very excited to see where this goes. I am too, man. And, I mean, obviously, uh, we're recording this here on Thursday night. And those of you who listen to this episode, you'll most likely be hearing it on uh, possibly Friday. I don't know. You, we've got SmackDown coming in on Friday, so... Fox is really uh, doing a big job of pushing SmackDown for tomorrow, but mm-hmm. yesterday really seemed like it was the cream of the crop. Like you were like this was the biggest night of the week for wrestling. Oh, absolutely! This this is the I mean this was the biggest night of the week uh, or biggest night of the month really, maybe even more. Yeah, po- possibly as far as American wrestling is concerned, at least the biggest night sure. of the year. Hmm. Definitely. Mm. So, uh, tell me a little bit here, Stephen, because uh, I believe you watched AEW first, correct? Correct. Yeah, I, I did watch AEW all the way through first. So, tell us all, myself and our listeners here, of course, mm-hmm. uh, what your initial thoughts were and, and takeaways as you were tuning into this brand new episode of AEW, first time ever, TNT, the spotlight is on here, man, for, for these guys and gals. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just right off the bat, it was a great, great show. Lots of really cool spots. Lots of really great matches. Um, there were some things that I could have kind of, uh, you know, done without. Like there was a uh, Kevin Smith and uh, Jason Muse, I believe is his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a cameo with them. Jay and Silent uh, Bob. Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, Angelico and Jack Evans came out, started talking shit, and then Private Party came out and started talking shit again. And then the and then the segment just kind of ended, and that was kind of weird. Yeah, so security kind of broke them off and you know told them to all go away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. That's one small segment of the long, long night that we that we were given. Mm-hmm. Um, but very, very solid show. And it was cool to see, um, you know, what they were going to do with the weekly uh, kind of format. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, we've gotten AEW pay-per-views already, uh, but those have been very light on um, segments and skits and things like that. And, and just very much about the wrestling. And this show also still very much was about the wrestling, but there was a little bit more of the the weekly American wrestling tropes that you can kind of get sometimes mm-hmm. uh, with, with like segments and uh, interviews and, and promos and things like that. So mm-hmm. it, it was interesting to see how they were going to handle this this format moving to weekly. And I think they handled it very well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the first thing that really caught my eye 
if if I'm being honest, and, and this is we're gonna get into a little bit of kind of how we feel about NXT as well, because I I, I think that we need to talk about the whole night and not just you know AEW here, because even though, even though there's a lot of success for AEW. Uh, just as much credit goes to the competition as well, and obviously, like you said, both you and I are huge fans of NXT, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but but yes, this is uh, watching AEW is like seeing like a a unicorn emerge from the forest for the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's an uh, like you can't miss it, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so um, I guess a few things caught my eye right off the mm-hmm. bat. Um, the arena there was 14 almost 15,000 people in the arena for mm-hmm. for for dynamite last night and they set it up very similarly to how they how we've seen them set up their pay-per-view shows right mm-hmm. uh, so it was a huge arena uh and i guess everything looked very very professional and in fact i mean at times i almost <sighs> I hate even saying this. At times, I even almost felt a little bit sorry for NXT mm. be- because the optics of it, you just you, you tune into USA with NXT, right? And there's a nice-sized crowd, pro- probably less than 1,000 people in that building, let's be honest, inside mm-hmm. Full Sail University. Yeah, it's not a not a very big venue at all. It's not a big venue, but they know how to they know how to shoot it correctly direction wise yeah. and they know how to get a they know that they're going to get a very good crowd response that the crowd that's going to be there is very dedicated to seeing NXT right for sure yeah but then you tune into TNT with AEW playing and you magnify that audience by 15 mhm and you know the the AEW crowd was very loud. The arena was very big. This looked like a product in production that should be standing toe to toe with the Raws and Smackdowns, uh, mm-hmm. n- and not even modern day Raws and Smackdowns, like Raws and Smackdowns from like you know ten twenty years ago. Right, right. Uh, so so AEW had a major production feel for for sure for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah one of uh, one of the things I re- wrote in my notes here is uh, that AEW really nailed the atmosphere. Yes. Of the weekly show, uh, and you know, obviously, it's a wrestling show. It's about wrestling, but all of the little things go into making it a great show. And nailing the atmosphere, they nailed the camera angles. They had the crowd amped up, and uh, yeah, no, for sure. And and more more so too. It's not just the optics, but it's it's also how everything got presented because you have a. a what many would argue would be an all-star commentary team too, right? You mm-hmm. had you had JR, you know, who's the probably the greatest of all time WWE announcer. Mm-hmm. You had Tony Schiavone, legendary WCW announcer. And then Excalibur, who if you're familiar with PWG, he announces all the PWG shows. He does a fantastic job and he's probably one of the best modern day commentators around. Oh yeah. So, all in all, they they definitely made and this feel very very big. This is a very big deal, all the way from production, the sets, directions, commentary. They had the right guys calling the action down to just right down to every little nook and cranny. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 
Um, I, I do want to just go back a little bit because I, I didn't even really consider the optics of you know the difference between AEW's presentation and NXT's presentation. It, it's kind of interesting because you know they are airing at the same time on Wednesday nights, and you know optics are a huge thing. But at the same time, you know AEW has this huge this huge feel to it. You know yeah. it feels huge, and NXT has the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, we we always uh, use this word when talking about like progress wrestling. How it has that punk rock kind of vibe. Yeah, it's very punk rock. Very. It. Um. I don't want to call it like it looks like an indie show, but it's it's it looks like an indie show, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It looks 100%. it looks a lot more smaller, a lot more intimate, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of cool because you know if we were just giving. Or if we were just given two shows on Wednesday that were trying to be carbon copies of each other, but just be slightly better, mm. that would get boring after a while. But seeing the the two it being presented in in two very different ways is kind of cool. No, I, I completely agree. And I mean, and I'm not trying to be all down on NXT because uh, you know we're gonna get into our, our our overalls here in just a minute. But yes, AEW's production simply just blew me away um, mm-hmm. i was lucky enough uh to, to be at work at the time and i, I won't disclose where uh, <laughs> but i was lucky enough to where i could have two tvs on in relatively close proximity to me while i was mm-hmm. at work and on one tv i had nxt and that was the tv that was more directly in front of me and then on the tv further off i had aew it, it mm-hmm. just it just happened to be on because whoever put it on to tnt earlier just kept it there so oh, I was nice. like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, fuck, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was watching both, and, and so like I would watch the NXT, like I'd, I'd be looking at that for the opening match, and then I would look over and look at the AEW one, and I was like, that arena is massive, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But with, you know, uh, just as we've known with uh, comic books, what they've taught us, with mm-hmm. great power comes great responsibility. Indeed. So, yes. so the question going forward from here would be, can AEW continue to replicate this kind of performance? Because there will be times, believe me, that they will perform in front of crowds a third, a fifth, maybe even a tenth the size of the crowd that they had available to them in D.C. last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, just uh, food for thought here, I guess. What, 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 do you, what do you make of you know AEW's potential, I guess, in the future? Do you think that they can... Uh, keep this uh, a sustained drive or do you think what we can expect you know maybe slight dips so it's kind of interesting i i think in terms of just overall quality they're going to be able to to keep up just because you know we've seen it with with the past AEW pay-per-views that they they know how to put on a good show they know how to put on a good match and and that's really not what I'm worried about um but the thing that NXT has going for them is they have bigger names behind them you know and obviously AEW does have very big names with them you know Young Bucks Cody Chris Jericho uh big big names uh but then they also have other people on their roster like Sammy Guevara or Brandon Cutler who are a little bit less known but are still capable of putting on fantastic matches so i think with aew it's really going to come down to the long haul and how how well they're able to build stars because Mm -hmm. they they need to you know right now uh, a lot of this uh a lot of this fanfare they're getting 
maybe not a lot of it. I don't want to say that. That's that's unfair. But some of the fanfare they're getting is the fact that Chris Jericho is ex WWE, mm-hmm. Cody is ex WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, and so a lot of people want to see. Oh, those guys left and they they started this new thing. What what's going on? But in the long term, they are going to need to build their own stars, and I think they are already starting that very well with guys like Adam Page, MJF. The, these guys are are going places for sure, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be the future for AEW. Okay, I mean, and that's definitely a very solid argument for sure. Mm-hmm. I, but but like attendance wise and. I guess ratings wise, because let me let me dive into that real quick here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, per, per Forbes uh, today, uh, and, and I guess also per ShowBuzzDaily.com, uh, the the quote here: AEW Dynamite garnered 1.4 million viewers for its uh, season premiere, while NXT's viewership was at uh, 1890. Or I'm sorry, 819. Uh, 90, I'm, I am botching this. <laughs> 891,000 viewers. So just slightly yeah. less than a million, which I think that's to be expected slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- with NXT, they were obviously going head-to-head with AEW, uh, which, I mean, that's where all the hype was because TNT, they made sure you knew, you know, yeah. <laughs> that, that AEW yeah. was going to be on tonight. Well, it was also the premiere, you know, the the first ever episode. Uh, I think going forward, we're going to start to see those um, kind of level out and kind of get a little bit more even. Um, You know, NXT has been a thing already, Mm -hmm. and and people kind of know what they're getting. Uh, But but with Dynamite, it's brand new. People need to see it, you know. True. Another interesting stat here from the ratings here, uh, 18 to 49 viewership. For NXT was four hundred and fourteen thousand, as opposed to AEW's Dynamite, which was eight hundred and seventy-eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning, uh, from what it sounds like here, uh, they have more than double a younger audience than what NXT mm-hmm. viewers were. Now, again, I don't know what this swing was. It could have again been what you just talked about, right? Like mm-hmm. a younger audience tuned in to watch something that's brand new. Or, right. or, or people who are in the wrestling know, who are probably younger people like us, uh, they tuned in to see something that's for the first time ever, right? Right. I think people knew what they were going to get out of NXT. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, uh, though, I will say for both credits here, uh, Cable uh, Top 150 Rankings, AEW was number two, mm-hmm. and NXT was number 11. So... Mm-hmm. Very cool stuff there. Both were were definitely in the top twenty. AEW obviously being number two on the list. That's pretty fantastic for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both of them are, are putting up impressive numbers already. Yeah. Uh, I do think that uh, both of them will, uh, like I said, start to level out, but also will increase. And I think both mm-hmm. of them are going to start to gain some traction really quickly, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to start to see those numbers bump up too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will say though, I do see AEW retaining the uh, younger audience. Really, I do. Okay, interesting, interesting take here, Stephen. Mm. So uh, we've talked a lot about boring stuff at the beginning of the show. <laughs> if you're always still with us, uh, let's go ahead and break down the cards here, right, and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what we actually got to see. Yeah. Uh, so, Stephen, AEW Dynamite opened with its first match ever. Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, yes. Both men put on 
what looked to be very much star-making performances. Cody came out, and he was already an automatic star. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge pop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but as the match went on, Sammy also appeared to really make a name for himself, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he went out of his way to, I guess... Uh, bring out the performance of his lifetime you know a, a few a little bit of, of shakiness at first obviously he's first time on live tv first time you know doing a lot of things <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah but he he worked he i guess he he got he warmed up into the match and i guess you know maybe cody pulled him aside during one of like the uh uh i don't know maybe like a uh, some kind of move i don't know and was like hey listen uh, just pretend you're just not on tv at all it's just a normal match and mm-hmm. they they went out and really did something awesome yeah no absolutely and i i like that you brought that up with uh, sammy kind of getting his feet underneath him and warming up towards the end of the match cuz i absolutely agree with that um the first uh little bits of the match honestly maybe even the first half of the match it, it was all the roads show um it, it was very cody heavy yeah. which isn't a bad thing you know necessarily um i i do think that sammy guevara would have had a better showing here if they had had the momentum be a little bit less one-sided mm. uh but sammy guevara did come out pull some great moves out uh had some nice interactions with brandy uh solidifying him as a heel uh that spanish fly off the top rope was beautiful as mm-hmm. hell uh yeah it, it was it was a very great match yeah i really enjoyed it and I, and I hope that they really do something with sammy and i i mean as we go reviewing this show obviously i mean yeah he plays a very important role uh the finish came here of course uh when guevara he had uh cody down on the mat uh he was going to go for shooting star press and mm-hmm. uh cody got his knees up and was able to use a small package for the win here yep mm-hmm uh after the match, Tony Schiavone makes his way down to the ring uh, to speak with Cody. Uh, obviously, Cl- Cody a bit emotional here with all the circumstances. I mean, you know, show on on TNT or, or on Turner Broadcasting, really. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Tony Schiavone being there. Tony's a guy who's worked with Cody's dad. You mm-hmm. know, there's a, a lot of different deep history and, you know, deep uh, uh, implicitness here. Uh, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, of course, Tony didn't get a chance to interview Cody. Uh, instead, Sammy Guevara kind of pulled him, pulled uh, Cody aside, and mm-hmm. it looks as though he was pretty heated. He extended out his hand uh, to Cody. Cody did shake Sammy's hand, uh, but this was all a trap for Chris right. Jericho to come out and brutally assault Cody. Mm-hmm. And it was a very brutal assault, for sure. Multiple chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say this is a very good introduction to AEW uh, as far as like first matches go. Um, Absolutely. Mm. It was a good decision to put this up first as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it really made you feel, obviously with Cody being undefeated in AEW and, and singles competition, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it brings out that sportingness that they're trying to, to do. He had something at stake to want to win for. Uh, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, next up on the card was uh, MJF versus Brandon Cutler. Uh, mm-hmm. MJF cuts a, an eviscerating promo on Brandon Cutler as well as oh, it was so good. You know, all yeah, he 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 even went after all the Dungeons and Dragons lovers, which uh, was a bit brash of him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some people I felt a rolling. little slighted, but 
<laughs> yeah, some people just like rolling dice. Come on, yeah, yeah. you know, got, got to level up three hit points. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't play. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have enough jokes for this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was good. That was good. You nailed it. Oh, thank you, Stephen. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this match ran a little bit short, and I'm not sure. If there is an injury to report, or if there's not, if this was supposed to be a work in the match, uh, right? It, it, so I, mm-hmm. I, sorry, go ahead. No, you go I ahead. Didn't mean I, to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead, man. You probably know this um, better than I do. Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, I've been I've been looking online uh, at a lot of reviews of this match, and no one seems to be mentioning this. So maybe I'm wrong, uh, but it absolutely looks like Brandon Cutler did injure himself. Whether it's a serious injury or not, um, he. It, it looked like he wasn't able to walk and not in a kayfabe way, in, in like an actual way. Um, so, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen anybody talking about this, but uh, so I could be wrong. But I, I do think that, the, that that's not how the match was supposed to end. Hmm. Or maybe it wasn't supposed to end right there. Or maybe Brandon Cutler is the best seller in all of wrestling. <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe. <laughs> like, low-key, nobody knew but Brandon yeah. Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it, it was a good match. Um, I, I'm going to go forward with the fact that I believe that it was an injury and mm-hmm. that it wasn't supposed to end right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, taking that, it was a very good match up until that point. Uh, they were going to a place that would have made it a fantastic match. Unfortunately, it ended a little bit early on there. Um, MJF picked up the win with the Salt of the Earth armbar. Cool win for MJF. I'm a big fan of his, so it's cool to see him win. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to see a little bit more from Brandon Cutler, um, whether this was an injury or not. I don't know, but um, we'll have to wait and see uh, what Brandon Cutler's capable of. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I think, obviously, MJF has worlds of potential, uh, especially uh, with with an armbar finisher like that. I thought that looked really brutal, and I think that that's a, a good way to introduce MJF as not only somebody who can talk trash, but also back it up. Absolutely, um, yeah. Cutler, uh, I mean, obviously, we, we still have to wait and see, but, I mean, I, I really do think that he could be somebody that they could really get the fans behind as well. Absolutely. Uh, uh, on to what would probably be my favorite match uh, uh, from AEW last night. Uh, Hangman Page versus Pac. Yep. yep, I completely agree. Uh, definitely match of the night for me. Yeah. Um, as far as AEW is concerned, let yeah. me throw that in there. It was a very interesting match because it didn't play out exactly like maybe some of their other matches did before, and I'm not sure if that's purposeful or, or what that is, but... Um, Pac basically, uh, he he played a little bit slower and more methodical, uh, maybe trying to to counter things or or just control the tempo of the match. Whereas mm-hmm. Page was a lot more, he was a lot faster, a lot stronger, a lot more dynamic, a lot more forceful, a lot more explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought it was a great overall match with a bit of psychology to it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it wasn't just all moves, which I think is what people would expect out of a match like this. But if this was purposeful, uh, I think it was very well executed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I completely agree that it's a, it was a very um, 
very mind game heavy match with with mm-hmm. Pack kind of slowing the pace down, being the the methodical heel, and Adam Page, you know, coming back from a loss uh, to Chris Jericho, kind of just going out there wanting to get the match over with and and everything like that. Um, but th- this match was freaking awesome, man. I wrote in my notes, this is what AEW looks like going forward. Uh, it, it was just such a great match, and you know, Pack. Obviously gets the win with the Brutalizer, mm-hmm. which is a amazing finish. Um, you know, th- this match had everything. You know, it, it had big moves like power bombs, big high flying moves, lots of you know grapples and reversals. This this is AEW. This is what AEW needs to push going forward. Absolutely. Well, and and I think that there is a very good story to be told going forward from here too because. Uh, Pac did not win this match by any kind of, uh, uh, you know, fair means. Uh, he did take advantage of, uh, uh, the ref's positioning so he could, uh, mm-hmm. give a, a swift kick <laughs> between, uh, uh, Paige's legs. And, mm-hmm. uh, then that was ultimately set up for the, the black arrow and then, of course, the brutalizer. So, mm-hmm. uh... Hangman Page probably feels a little bit shortchanged, and I, I certainly would have no issue with seeing these guys in another match. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please give me another one. Yes. It was great. So so here's to hoping for a long, continuous, prosperous feud between these two. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what I see here is probably, um, I'll be honest, maybe one of the lower points of the show mm-hmm. um, is the uh, the Women's World Championship match. Right now, I don't mean any disrespect by that because I, I think both of them performed at a very high level, uh, but there was some psychology that I just didn't get within this match here. Um, mm. uh, so, Doctor Britt Baker joined Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and Excalibur uh, on commentary uh, for this match here, uh, which was a nice touch. I do like that, and I think it sets up for Britt Baker's own kind of uh, charge towards the title herself. Because uh, she definitely has, obviously, a, uh, you know, a, a lot to be uh, concerned with, I guess, uh, as far as uh, who the winner would be in this contest. Mm. Uh, so, uh, obviously, the story here is uh, your classic David versus Goliath, right? You know, uh, Riho is literally about half the size of Nyla Rose. Uh, who's- Maybe even less than that. Uh, so they, they they weighed in. I think uh, Nyla Rose was reported at like 180 or 190, and mm-hmm. Riho's at about a solid 98 pounds. Okay, yeah. So it's about half. Uh, right uh, on. Roughly half. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, it would it was very interesting in terms of I guess the opening kind of uh, a sparring that they did here. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Rio using you know her speed to her advantage. Nyla Rose was just brutal though all over the place. Yeah, um, there was a particularly rough spot I think, and, and I do think it shows a little bit of Nyla Rose's inexperience, mm-hmm. uh, where there was like a running back elbow that just hit Rio right in the mouth. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and it hit her hard. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that that brings me to my main problem with this match personally is, um, you know, Nyla was uh, she was hitting some really hard stuff, and, and you know, I, I understand that, you know, it's it's kayfabe or or whatever, but uh, right. there there was a backbreaker on Rio where like she could have seriously injured Rio. Uh, there was a power slam where she straight dropped Rio on her head. Yep. And you know, I'm, 
I am a fan of these David versus Goliath type matches, and I, I do think that they were able to to put together some nice momentum in the match for sure. Right. Uh, but just a few of those moves just really irked me with this match well and i think you and i both are fans of realism right like we're right we're, we're both new japan fans as well and but but even those naito abushi matches where they're dropping each other on their heads or just like you know full-on just you know palm striking each other in the face like you know a lot of that kind of stuff is like that's cool but i also feel highly uncomfortable watching it like, right, right. You know, and that's kind of how I felt here. Um, more as far as the psychology of the match is concerned, that really kind of confused me. Uh, this is, uh, I, sh- I should note, again, the first ever uh, women's championship match for AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet at one point, Nyla Rose goes to use a steel chair as if she's going to hit Riho with it. Uh, somewhere pretty much mid match, yeah. and I was that was a weird spot. Yeah, I was like, okay, so you're gonna DQ yourself because why? Like, right. I, I don't, I don't understand what the what the meaning behind that is. Why would Nyla Rose want to do that? Well, yeah, I mean that that entire spot was literally just for the moonsault uh, off the apron. Uh, Oh, where yeah, the, where the, the the swanton off the yeah, yeah excuse me the the swanton from Nyla off the off the apron uh, it, it was literally just for that spot which honestly was one of the weaker spots of the match anyway so I'm not really sure why they decided to devote so much time to it mm-hmm. um, but I don't know I mean I I mean metaphorically it's the slingshot that that wounded Goliath right mm-hmm. like you know and and I think that makes sense but I mean at the same time it was like. Again, Nyla getting a steel chair to act that way. I don't. I mean, you could have, you could have gotten from point A to point B a lot clearer, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, but for sure. Definitely a good match, uh, though. I mean, nonetheless, Nyla kind of snapped after the match and was going to go after. Uh, uh, she went after Michael Nakazawa as well as Riho afterwards, uh, and then uh, Riho was saved by Kenny Omega afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, I hope to God they're not going to do Kenny versus Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they do something like uh, Kenny and Riho versus uh, Nyla and Cody or, or somebody. You yeah, know? Um, you know, Nyla and, uh, I don't know, Pentagon Jr. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, maybe something like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know what what Tony Khan's stance is as far as intergender wrestling is concerned. Uh, I, I'd like to pick his brain on it for sure. Uh, oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, Tony, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, you know, tell tell us what you think. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, Riho and Kenny have a, have a long history. Uh, they're each other's intergender tag team partners. Uh, you know, I mean, there, Kenny's been training or has known Riho since she was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, Rio vastly more experienced and, and I think someone very fitting of being AEW's first, uh, women's champion. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, uh, a little segment here, and I, I think it may have been between these here, where they were talking about the uh, the tag team tournament, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so SCU's cutting a promo where uh, Scorpio Sky is Obama, 
And he did a great Obama. He did a great Obama. Like yeah. one of the one of the all time great Obama impressions. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you have Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian playing uh, Secret Service agents. Yeah. Uh, they come out to the ring, uh, or not out to the ring, but they come out to the ramp, and uh, they said it's decision time. You know, we need to decide who's going to be competing. Uh, as, as the two-member tag team uh, for the tag team title tournament. That was a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know, so Scorpio Sky says, I'm going to leave it to the two more experienced members of SCU, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys have been tag teaming with each other for like 20-something years. Right. Uh, so they are, they are bringing a lot of experience to the table here. Mm. Uh, they were interrupted by, of course, the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, Lucha Brothers said, you know what, we're the best tag team in the universe, you know, and that is because of Cerro Miero, right? Indeed. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that sets up a very unique matchup, especially with Pentagon, you know, uh, spitting water uh, in uh, Kazarian's face. They had a pull-apart brawl. This mm-hmm. would definitely be a match, because they're both in separate blocks of the tournament. This would definitely be a match worthy of the finals, I think. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I think it'd be weird if they didn't go with that, personally. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, it just makes so much sense, you know? With that said, uh, Lucha Bros are in one side of the bracket, uh, where they could potentially face the Young Bucks on their way to the finals. Uh, however, Young Bucks do face Private Party, not the Lucha Bros directly. Do you foresee possibly a, an upset here uh, between the, the Young Bucks and Private Party? Man, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't know. Just because AEW's tag team roster is ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. You know, even, you know, obviously you have the Lucha Bros and, uh, you know, Young Bucks up at the top there. But then you have tag teams like, you know, the SCU, um, to a lesser degree, the Jurassic Express, Private Party. You know, all of these tag teams are top tier, super top tier. And, and so, you know, if they want to build some stars, maybe there will be an upset. If, if they want to just have a, a straightforward tournament, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see, but but any of those teams in the finals would give a a very satisfying finals match. Mm-hmm. And I think with some of the actions that we see here in the main event that we're gonna get to, uh, I do see a possibility of maybe some outside interference here that will yeah. that could result, of course, in a private party uh, getting the upset over the Young Bucks. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Either way, it'd be a fantastic matchup because both teams are obviously great. And uh, for upstarts here, that would be a huge launching pad for Private Party. Oh, yeah. 100%. So in the main event, we have Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, obviously, the Elite coming out. Uh, all three of them look like stars, like huge stars in front of oh, this yeah. crowd. Uh, and they were taking on, of course, uh, Chris Jericho, as well as, uh, as you noted here, LAX, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Santana, and Ortiz. So, very good action to start the match here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't take very long, however, until just kind of out of nowhere, mm-hmm. John Moxley appears. Right, right, and uh, a brawl ensues between uh, Moxley and Omega. Mm-hmm. So, 
so that's my main problem with this match. Okay, I, so I, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a huge John Moxley fan. Huge John Moxley fan. I, I love seeing him. I think him and Omega have uh, some really good chemistry together. Um, why weren't the heels DQ'd? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like mm-hmm. the ref just let this happen, right? Like, right, right. Like Moxley just came in, and they just allowed for him to just beat the ever living tar out of. Yeah, you know Kenny Omega here, right? Like, and I, I'm a fan of that. Like I, I want to see that brawl, but make the rules make sense a little bit, like or, or at least explain it. Like you know, right. like you know, have the ref go and check on the young bucks, and like have Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson, like sh- you know, nod their head. Hey, let's go. We can do this on our own. We're the best tag team in the world. You know, like, right, right. Like, and then have the announcer like say like This is now a handicap match. Like explain mm-hmm. it to me. Because right. even if I'm a casual, even if I'm somebody who's casually watching wrestling, if somebody, if I'm, if I'm that person and I tune in and I see just John Moxley out of nowhere attack Kenny Omega, he's not even permitted the match, and now he wipes Kenny Omega out. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, what? This yeah. doesn't make any sense. Right? Yeah, it, it just literally makes zero sense. Um, secondly, I, I don't know. Secondly, so, yeah, just real quick. Secondly, mm-hmm. uh. John Moxley spiked Kenny Omega right on the head with that Death uh, Rider DDT oh, yeah. through the glass, oh, yeah. like he like oh, yeah. head on concrete. Um, yeah. So it was rough. yeah, I mean, I hope Kenny's okay because that mm-hmm. looked brutal. I mean, I'll also say this: I hope John Moxley's okay. They they both went through that table very very hard. Uh, I will say Omega definitely got the brunt of that impact, but. Uh, that was a very heavy impact for both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit more here. I mean, obviously the match continues. The Young Bucks trying to hold things down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Jackson kind of became the MVP of the match for for all intents and purposes there for a stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jericho hits the Judas effect uh, on Nick for the pin. Uh, now, uh Cody came out after the match to make the save here because uh, they continued, Jericho continued attacking after the match, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Guevara came down, uh, a little tip of the hat from earlier, uh, mm-hmm. also to uh, you know come to the ring for the brawl. Then Dustin Rhodes came down to the ring, uh, mm-hmm. also unloaded on the heels you know, to try and even the odds. And then, of course, the, the big surprise ending for the match... Uh, of the match, rather, just as Lex Luger arrived uh, almost 20 years ago, uh, or, mm. or over 20 years ago, rather, uh, for uh, Nitro, Jack Hager, the former Jack Swagger, makes mm-hmm. his debut for AEW and looks like a monster. Dude, he looks like a freaking beast. Yeah. Like, that that guy is huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys in AEW who are, like, you know, the smaller, more high-flying guys, you know. Um, and I think that's a lot of what AEW is built on is athleticism. Uh, oh, in, yeah. In Jack, uh, Jake Hager, rather, uh, they have their, um, for lack of a better term, their Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah. They, they have a guy mm-hmm. who brings legit sporting background legitimacy to yeah. what AEW does. Absolutely, yeah. No, it, it was really cool to see him. I I, I really liked uh, Jack Swagger 
you know, back when I was a back when I was a young lad uh, <laughs> watching Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown. It is so it was really really cool to see him, especially in such great shape. Mm. Um, yeah, it, that that was a really really cool spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it almost seems like they're uh, maybe trying to start some kind of faction thing going on. It does appear to be that way. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to just make note here. Uh, Jericho used to have these shirts back when he was feuding with Kenny in um, New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it said Alpha Club mm. as opposed to Bullet Club. I have a feeling that that might be kind of the what we're seeing here. Alpha Club, perhaps. Yeah, that that's the that's the first thing I thought of uh, when when Jack Hager came out and uh, you know laid waste and then they all just kind of stood over uh, and uh, you know kind of menacingly I was like that looks like a faction. Yep, a, so. you know the elite have uh, have somebody to feud with now and it's it's mm-hmm. definitely a real threat. Yeah. Um, so. You know, with that said, you know, uh, that was the ending of the show. Um, uh, By no means is it an absolutely perfect show, but it was a very, very good introduction to AEW. Absolutely. Now, with that said, if you instead watched NXT, you were also treated to a very, very good show. Mm -hmm. Um, By comparison here... uh, NXT actually opens with Matt Riddle challenging Adam Cole for the NXT Championship, uh, which is crazy. I I know, I know. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, so um, what? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like when I saw like Matt Riddle coming out for you know to the ring, I was like, okay, he's here to cut a promo for later. Yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. You know, whatever. Uh, maybe maybe it's gonna lead into a story. Nope, the ref was there. <laughs> And he, yeah. and he was there to start the match. Um, so, yeah, um, Adam Cole, he's he's rocking a, a wrist brace right now, a, a little bit mm-hmm. of a cast. Um, this was very much what you would want to expect from Adam Cole and Matt Riddle having a match. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Um, so a, a lot of uh, very technical moves. Matt Riddle obviously having a major size advantage here, and obviously he himself has, uh, you know, real sporting uh, experience here as, as a formal, uh, as a as a mar- as a mixed martial artist rather. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, there was a lot of suplexes, a lot of grappling, a lot of submissions. Um, definitely very cool. Uh, Cole was using obviously his in ring, you know, uh, IQ to you know, guide himself through a lot of the match here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last shot, uh, was set up with a Panama sunrise. Uh, Matt Riddle ducked out of the way. He was able to lock in the bro mission, which then ultimately turned into an arm bar, mm-hmm. uh, which was cranked in for quite some time. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was teased very heavily that we were going to have a tap out victory for Matt Riddle and a new, uh, NXT world champion. Uh, however, uh, Cole did survive and ultimately did get the last shot in for the win. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where things got crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the match, Adam Cole celebrated and some familiar music played. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have now had, or we were now seeing, of course, the return of Finn Balor to NXT. What a time to be alive. Right. 
<laughs> what a great time. Yes, yes. Uh, Balor comes to the ring, and he is now NXT full-time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tell me this, Steven. How big is Finn Balor for NXT, and, and how big of a matchup could this be potentially Matt Riddle and Adam Cole? Or not Matt Riddle and Adam Cole, sorry. Finn Balor, rather, and Adam Cole. I mean that's that's huge. I, I mean that that has the potential to be one of, if not the biggest, uh, title matches of NXT history. Honestly, mm-hmm. just because Finn Balor is crazy, crazy talented. Yes, crazy talented. And you know, having his start in NXT, there's a lot of history there. The the fans love him. But on the other hand, Adam Cole is doing fantastic things in NXT as well. And again, the fans love him. Mm-hmm. So that it, it's going to be an interesting matchup when and if we do get there. Um, it, it has the potential to be huge for NXT. Well, and I, I would also go on to say, too, Finn Balor is probably historically the most popular, most well-known star from NXT. Like, yeah. Everything about him screams NXT. Mm-hmm. And it's a real damn shame that that was never fully replicated or realized when he hit Raw, when he did. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Look, I'm, I'm tired of calling it the main roster. NXT is just as much the main roster now to me as anything Absolutely. else. So when Finn Balor came to Raw at first, you know, th- he did really, really well. But over time... I don't know if Vince just lost faith or if the injury uh, that he had uh, just derailed everything. I mean, that's definitely a very real possibility. But I think this, it's a combination of the two, personally. Mm-hmm. It probably yeah. is. Like most good mm-hmm. things, or most uh, most things, it's a different shade of gray. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is where Finn will feel most at home. Absolutely, yeah. Um and uh, you know, as we'll talk about later, I don't think this is the last, you know, or only, uh, you know, uh, star from either Raw or SmackDown that'll be coming over. No, I mean, like like, uh, like WWE said in, in that statement, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. Uh, I, I guarantee you that this is not the only surprise that WWE has in store for NXT fans. Um, and, and I'd bet to say that th- we're going to be seeing a lot more guys transitioning to NXT. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Finn. You know, uh, you know, I think that this is a, definitely a good move for him, mm-hmm. and it does add extra legitimacy to uh, NXT, of course. Yeah. Now, yep. after this, here Velveteen Dream comes out and, of course, cuts a promo issuing a challenge to Roderick Strong. Uh, he wants to regain the North American Championship. Uh, what this really achieves here is obviously getting fans. Uh, more in the know for who Velveteen Dream is if you're a first-time viewer. So that right. that was good use of time, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, Velveteen's not champion right now, but he is still huge. Mm-hmm. He, he, he is still a very big part of NXT. So, you know, even though he's not on this card, good use of time showing him off. Mm, absolutely. Um, the next matchup was Io Shirai taking on Mia Yim, uh, which was actually a very... Um, a uh, very quick-paced match for some, in, in some parts, also very physical. Um, mm-hmm. You know, very very good stuff overall. Uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, Mia Yim's best match uh, that that she's had in NXT so far. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that credit, of course, obviously goes to both ladies, but I mean, Io Shirai seems to have this innate ability, like Johnny Gargano does, to just simply get the absolute best out of her opponent each and every time. Yeah, I was going to mention that for sure. I- Io is, uh, she's really on another level, mm. you know, and, and she she can get a great match out of almost anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one's definitely a match worth checking out as well. Uh, Johnny Gargano took on Shane Thorne up next, and uh, this also, (laughs) speaking of Gargano, uh, Mm. this also uh, goes to prove uh, (laughs) Gargano can make a star out of anybody himself. Uh, Shane Thorne, who... I mean, he's never really felt like an afterthought on the on NXT roster, but he's always kind of just disappeared into the shadows a little bit uh, for for most of viewers. Um, This reintroduces uh, uh, Thorne to a major audience, and Gargano makes him look very, very good. I've made specific note of this here. Uh, Gargano made Thorne look like a real danger and a real threat. Yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely a really good matchup for both of them, really. You know, like you said, Johnny Gargano can get a great match out of anybody. And Shane Thorne, you know, he's kind of been in the shadows, but he is very talented. And obviously him being on this show shows that the NXT locker room and the the NXT, you know, heads really see something in Shane Thorne and and believe that he can be or be pushed to the next level um, maybe you know up beside johnny gargano so Mm -hmm. this was a really really good idea a really good really really well thought out Mm -hmm. and and i would like to see a lot more of shane thorne too like Mm -hmm. i want to i want to see where he goes i want to see what direction they take him in uh i think it's gonna be very interesting going forward from here yeah uh now uh i know that we predicted last episode uh you know uh, that Shayna Baszler would drop the NXT Women's Championship to Candice LeRae. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that did not happen. It was a very, very good match uh, where LeRae, on multiple occasions, uh, not only stood toe to toe but looked to have the advantage here and was going to come away as the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, Shayna Baszler and that clutch of hers uh, is just. Uh, you know, too powerful. It's 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 the you know the the move uh, that 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 puts away everybody. It seems on uh, the women's side of the NXT roster. Yeah, um, I, I'm very I'm very confused by this. <laughs> you know, both of us were were absolutely sure that uh, Candice LeRae was going to pick up the victory here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm a little confused as to why she didn't. You know, like you said, it was a great match. Um, it, it's just you know Shayna Baszler. She doesn't have that pizzazz as a champion, in my opinion. And especially, you know, I, I would much prefer a Riho match over a Shayna Baszler match. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's not good. You know, I I don't know what they're really going for with Shayna here. Uh, I'm kind of tired of, of her at this point. Not to sound too rude. You know, she right. she's still obviously talented. It's just, well, I, I she's, mean. She's been champion for a year, right? And uh, Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a lot of it, too, is like we don't. Uh, it, that's a rarity so much nowadays anymore is to, for champions to have these long reigns. Um, but it's it's getting to a point where she's beaten just about everybody, right? Right. Um, I mean, if not Candace, who? Right. You know? And, and I think... I actually disagree with you. I thought this was a much better women's championship match than the Riho-Nyla Rose match. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I, I do want to clarify. This was a better match. 
Yeah. However, if if you were to put a Riho match and a Shayna Baszler match in front of me, I would pick the Riho match. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, so like if 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 it was just a blind study and you were like, uh, which right. one? Uh, right. Yeah, okay, I I think I see what you mean. Um, but uh, I mean at the same time, I I I think I've warmed up to Shayna more than what I used to. I am still ready for her title reign to end because I I th- I don't see where there's much more point of her continuing to have the title. Um, I don't know what her ending is going to be as far as dropping the title. Uh, But, I mean, for me, the only two challengers that really stood up much of a challenge here was EO and Candice at this point. Uh, They they were the ones that amounted the most... Uh, kind of challenge for Shayna. I still think it's going to be one of them too. I think maybe this reinvented EO stands a very good chance of maybe doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it could also still be Candice. I don't know. Um, you know, Candice just seemed like the right choice to me because she hadn't lost to, to Shayna. Uh, right, right. So like everybody else on the roster, like everybody else. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but yeah, no, very, very good match for the NXT Women's title. Uh, definitely kept me on my toes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Danny Birch took on Pete Dunn, uh, where you know this is what you would want out of two Englishmen. Uh, you know, having a a, a you know, a nice brawl, <laughs> a nice hard hitting match. Uh, right. Definitely very much European style. You know, so if you're a fan of like the uh, the progress matches and the Rev Pro matches, that kind of psychology, this is this is a, a more Americanized version of that, but uh, still very much the same kind of thing here. Right. Uh, you know, uh, definitely a lot of joint manipulation, obviously from Pete Dunn, uh, and of course uh, Dunn gets the the bitter end for three. And we do see Damian Priest, uh, you know, attacking Dunn after the match uh, mm-hmm. to make a statement about, uh, you know, who Priest wants to face next. He wants to take down the bruiser weight. So that mm-hmm. that seems like a tasty matchup. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, let me see here. Uh, last but not least, we have the main event here. NXT Tag Team Champions Undisputed Era take on the Street Profits. This was actually a fairly long match, uh, particularly because NXT wanted to have this overrun where they would actually... Um, I believe the strategy here on WWE's part was if we make the match extend out longer, then more people are going to tune back in or not tune into the West Coast uh, showing of uh, AEW. Right. Uh, so a little bit of a trick there, but um, uh, this match for me ran about probably about five minutes too long, uh, mm. though it was very, very good nonetheless. Um, lots of heat on um, Montez Ford. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, just it was one of those classic kind of tag matches where you the heat builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And builds. And then, of course, you know, uh, Montez Ford gets the hot tag in. Dawkins goes off uh, like an animal released from a cage and just starts brutalizing everybody. It was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, he, there was an awesome uh, running uh, Swanton over the top rope, 
or, and over the turnbuckle. Over the turnbuckle. Over the yeah. turnbuckle uh, <laughs> that, that took out everybody. Uh, Montez Ford's got some athleticism and charisma that's, you know, definitely worthy of of him being you know, a major star. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, uh, you know, once everybody got back into the ring, uh, Roderick Strong, he played some interference here to distract the Street Profits. And, uh, yeah, the high-low was set up on Ford for Fish and O'Reilly to retain the titles. Mm-hmm. Now, afterward, we have Undisputed Era, of course, holding up all the gold, and Adam mm-hmm. Cole comes out to the you know the ramp, and he's holding up his gold, and everybody's all smiles and happy, and oh yeah, this is great, Undisputed Era, right? Yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the music hits, the lights dim out, and Tommaso Ciampa makes his return. Big Daddy Ciampa's back, Stephen. Tommaso freaking Ciampa, man. I've been waiting for this moment for months and months and months, and it's finally here. Man, I I had a smile from ear to ear, goosebumps. I was so ready for this. I I almost wanted him to, you know, throw a slap in there or something, but but it it was fine. It, It was great. He walked around Adam Cole and didn't look him in the eyes at all until he was back face to face with him. Mm-hmm. And he all he looked at while he was walking around Adam Cole and just scoping out the situation, he couldn't take his eyes off of Goldie. Yep. And then he yep. stares Adam Cole right in the face, and it looks like it's a must-watch show, a must-watch match. It, this is, oh, yeah. This, this face-to-face is perfect for an NXT poster uh, for whatever potential match they have in the future. Absolutely. So, yeah, Cole, Cole looked like he saw a ghost. Champa wanted to rip him apart. It was great. Mm-hmm. So this was this was a very it was a it was a decent main event. If I'm being completely honest here, uh, if I could change anything about this NXT show, mm-hmm. uh, there there's a little bit here. What I would have done at first, at least, is um, I would have actually put the tag team match first. Right. Okay. I would have actually opened the show with that. I would have made it about five minutes shorter. Uh, and you know, obviously, these two teams are familiar with each other. Undisputed Eric can always put on a heck of a an opening tag match and mm-hmm. made this, uh, you know, basic amped up amp up the pace more, right? Like this match right. was very long and very drawn out and very slow at some mm-hmm. points. Amp up the pace, put them on first, and you know, do it that way. Uh, of, yeah. of course, you can always have Adam Cole come out and do the interference. Uh, and uh, cost the Street Profits the match, and then he's all smiles and everything, and you can still have Finn Balor come out, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And then put the Matt Riddle-Adam Cole match at the end, and you can still have the same ending with Tommaso Ciampa uh, mm-hmm. returning. So, um, Yeah, I, th- I think they just mm-hmm. wanted to have that that Cole Riddle match at the very beginning to get as many eyes on their channel as possible right from the get go try to yep. steal as many views from AEW as possible. Yep. You're you're exactly right, man. You're exactly yeah. right. Uh yeah, no. Um yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting for sure. Yeah. So, um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what both uh, what both shows do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to put people in divisions, right? Right. Um, but for me, as a fan, 
I'll say this. I enjoyed the ring work and the returns and, and kind of just more or less the the um, uh, the product of NXT more this week. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the matches more, the in-ring. I enjoyed how uh, it was... Um, I enjoyed the flow of the show more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as AEW is concerned, I I thought that that was much more of a bigger deal and a larger spectacle. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can pretty much agree with that for sure. I mean, NXT, they always put on fantastic matches. You know, yes. the AEW, they did have great matches. You know, the, the Adam Page pack match was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of the best matches that I've seen from both of those guys, honestly. It was mm-hmm. a really, really solid match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they, they had some other matches, you know, like the, the Brandon Cutler-MJF match that, you know, was good. Um, and, and then they had the, the Nyla Rose match, which, you know, is, is good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it, it's a bigger spectacle it's a bigger deal it's a very historic moment and uh, on the uh, on the other side of the coin there NXT they kind of just went out and did what NXT does and, and you know obviously we're both huge fans of NXT so just seeing them do what they want to do and, and do what they do best plus a little bit of extra surprises is great no absolutely um I, one thing that I would like to see, if I was NXT, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I would say let's try and get out of full sale and try and see what what we can do about marketing NXT better, and, yeah. and and getting us into larger arenas or in front of larger crowds, at least to give it that that same kind of look that they would have at a takeover, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to diminish what takeovers mean uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but market, you know, do some marketing and do some marketing research, more importantly, to find out where can we put NXT that's going to garner the largest crowds possible. So that mm-hmm. way you don't have these troubling optics between viewing NXT and AEW. Uh, of course, you know, AEW may very well at some point run out of steam and find places that, that you know, they can't draw as large of a crowd at. So they right. might have to get creative. But WWE has uh, definitely got a much larger well as far as resources are concerned for something like that. And I would hope that they start using them for NXT. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Full Sail, it's got a lot of memories there. You know, uh, there, there's not a lot of NXT fans that, that would necessarily be happy about them leaving there just because it, it's part of the identity uh, of NXT, honestly. But I do definitely understand your point, especially if they're going to be competing with AEW every single weekday. Optics are big, especially in the the TV ratings uh, world. So, you know, maybe finding somewhere a little bit bigger than Full Sail would be to their benefit. Um, But still, you know, have something. Find a bigger venue, but still make that your main venue. And don't start going all over the place. We don't need that. Just pick a place. That'll be the new home of NXT, and uh, you know we'll 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 travel with takeovers, but we'll keep NXT in its home. Interesting, interesting take, Steven. I, you know, I think we're we're you and I are going to have to to agree to disagree on this one. I think because I, I mm. mean, you know, uh, I, I just you know something about it tells me we need to make NXT a bigger deal than what it is right now. And right now, NXT looked like a small fish in a big pond where AEW's lying in. 
you know? Yeah, I, I mean, may, maybe that's just me already loving NXT, you know? Oh, and, no, and absolutely. I, really not wanting them to, to change too much about it. Just yeah. keep doing what they're doing because it's worked so well this far. Oh, yeah. Um, you know me, man. I, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And, and I definitely see your point for sure. I just, oh, man. I, I I don't know. S- seeing a, a weekly NXT in, in a massive arena is is just kind of weird to me. Almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I would also, if it was me, uh, I think we need a, just a couple more um, guys from Raw or SmackDown back on NXT. Um, yes, hundred percent. Alistair Black. Um, Alistair Black, one hundred percent, needs to be back on NXT. Andrade, uh, uh, yeah, I would say Andrade could Andrade. Mm-hmm. They could bring Zelina Vega back there, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe bring them two back down and mm-hmm. uh, to Orlando. Um, and I would probably also say the Viking Raiders. We yes, need to bring the Viking Raiders back in because mm-hmm. uh, I would like to see a series with you know uh, undisputed era and, and and you know help create and foster the tag team division again. Um, yeah. I would also love to see Shinsuke Nakamura in NXT. I think he, Shinsuke would work very well, especially because he already lives in Orlando anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think those would. I actually be, didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, so I think I think th- that would be five or six guys, gals uh, who could you know come back to NXT and help uh, you know Finn Balor lead this revolution, and also as noted here, uh, because we're bringing in talent from the main roster. We need to give everybody at NXT uh, a, a pay raise that puts them on level with everybody who's on Raw and SmackDown. Because 100%. Yes. They deserve just as much money now as the guys and gals who are at Raw and SmackDown every night. Cause yeah, I, I mean, they're they're leading the charge in this yeah, war. Yeah, they, you know? they are deep in the middle of this war. Mm-hmm. They're deep in the middle of this war, and you need to pay these people what they're worth, for sure. Yeah, or couldn't else, agree more. Or else, if they don't, they're going to start looking at the other guys over there on the TNT network, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to say, you know what? I could make it over there. Yeah, you know? I mean, Jericho did say he's making more money with mm-hmm. AEW than he ever did with WWE. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you know. who knows, man? Who knows? It's very, it's all very interesting. Yes. Um, if I was AEW, it's things I would I would want to change or 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 make better. Uh, we got to make smarter decisions about this all this referee nonsense and making more sense of these matches. Like absolutely, you know, I mean the the Kenny Omega and John Moxley thing. Yes, that was very cool. That was a, an interesting angle. We all wanted to see Moxley. Uh, you could have timed it better. You could have made you know it feel more legitimate. The ref could have. We could have had a ref bump. You know, we mm-hmm. could have made time for it. You know, uh, for you sure. Know. Yeah, uh, one of. Uh, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> I keep uh, cutting you off. It's all right. No, I was just going to go on about the Nyla Rose thing again, but I think I've already said my piece on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that I do think AEW needs to work on a little bit, and, and they've started to do this a little bit with the pre-match promos and things, but um, there needs to be more story than this guy came out and started beating me up so i'm gonna go beat him up now there yeah. there needs to be a little bit more going on um you know i, I do 100 appreciate what AEW is doing in in terms of putting the the main focus of the show on the matches themselves and i love that don't get me wrong but if you're gonna compete right now 
you have to make it a little bit more interesting. You have to make it make a little bit more sense with some of these matches. And, and uh, yeah, j- just work on your stories a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, uh, that's 100%, man. 100%. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what we're going to do is close out the night here uh, with a, a little tweet that I put out last night. Uh, mm. So, we tweeted out, What a night. Hashtag NXT and hashtag AEW Dynamite were both great. What did you enjoy most about the show tonight? Drop oh, it. snap. Yeah. Drop it in the comments below and tune in for the special bonus episode. By the way, you're listening to it right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're going to give you guys a shout-out. So for those who uh, replied here, uh, shout-out time here for what you guys thought about NXT and AEW. Uh, it wouldn't be, uh, you know, a, a shout out round if it weren't for some, some BBR loving. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what we have here, the queen of NE on Twitter at the queen of NE, uh, hi queen. Hi queen. Uh, she writes, having wrestling on TNT in USA, that was so dope. What a night. Mm. And of course, uh, Josh Robinson at Josh Robinson zero zero from Wrestling Reverb. Uh, he replied, hey, Josh. "Hey, how's it going, buddy?" Mm-hmm. Uh, he replies, "I second this." Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with both of y'all. Yeah, yes, <laughs> uh, Zachary Shiloh on, uh, at NYCC on Twitter. He is at hey hey Zach. Uh, he, he is at Zach Shy one three zero. He says uh, AEW. Damn, I like it. Ramifications for actions. Surprise appearances. Everyone worked hard. Very curious to see these stories continue. Mm. He also says heard about a certain return to end NXT. Uh, mm. he, he he goes on to say what pisses me off with with WWE <laughs> is the fact that NXT exists he says what do I mean this is what Fox should be getting not the, mm. not this that Mari show <laughs> shit <laughs> that led to this Lana Rusev Ziggler trash uh, or triangle rehash with Bobby Lashley in Dolph Ziggler's place. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, NXT, Man, hot take, Zach. Hot takes indeed, but I couldn't agree more. NXT yeah. should be on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> yeah, I, I 100% agree, for sure. Uh, Beard in the Box on Twitter, at Beard in the Box. Great name, by the way. Fantastic Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, uh, Beard in the Box writes, uh, Both shows were great. Uh, just because I'm not a fan of Punishment Martinez, uh, or just because I'm a big fan of Punishment Martinez, rather. There you uh-huh. go. Uh, Damien Priest attacking Pete Dunne was huge for me. Loved the Riho-Nyla ma- uh, Nyla match. Uh, pa- Interesting. Pack versus Hangman was really good. Of course, Finn Balor coming out and Tommaso Ciampa's returns were huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely agree 100% with that. Yeah. Uh, Mike Crum on Twitter at CD Piglet uh, writes, uh, "Love the undisputed era matches on NXT and the end to AEW was excellent. Both had excellent shows. Good night for wrestling fans uh, with the okie doke sign." Yeah, uh, couldn't agree more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's me, a wrestling fan, on Twitter at Thomas A. Criswell. Uh, <laughs> That's great. That's def- great. Another great name here. Yeah. Uh, they write, I enjoyed both women's championship matches and also the surprises that kept happening on both shows. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Lots of great surprises here. Yep. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best here. 
if I if I uh, get your name wrong, I do sincerely apologize. Uh, Aaron Kuinga, I believe I got that here. Uh, <laughs> hashtag push uh, Natsuko Tora uh, on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they are at uh, Calvinist. Eeyore, nice Twitter handle, right? Like okay, that. yeah, like that. Um, uh, Riho winning the uh, AEW Women's Championship and Tommaso Ciampa returning uh, for NXT. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tommaso Ciampa, you know, big deal. A lot of a lot of people showing out love for Riho. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jules uh, on Twitter at Longhorn Jules, uh, they say that we as wrestling fans are the true winners. Wednesdays are for wrestling, and I love it already. So again, completely agree, hundred percent on point there, Jules. Uh, yep. So, so th- that is our round of shoutouts. Thank you everybody who wrote back to us on Twitter for your thoughts as to what you thought on uh, uh, AEW and NXT. Please. Keep writing into us. We want to keep giving you guys shout-outs, and, and it's a lot of fun to hear what you guys think, too. Because, uh, believe me, I love talking to Steven, but I'm sure he gets bored of talking to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, it's always just cool to, to hear from some other wrestling fans as well. But I never get tired of you, Tanner. Come oh, on now. Oh, uh, you know, you're, you're my best bud, Steven. Uh, <laughs> so, any final notes here from tonight's show? Uh... Man, it, it was an exciting night. Uh, yes, I, I really just all the all the critical, uh, you know, banter aside, it was a super fun night. It, it was just really, really awesome to see. Uh, AEW was super exciting. NXT gave me more of what I want with some extra surprises. Mm-hmm. It's just a great time. I can't wait for next Wednesday. Yeah, man. Next Wednesday is going to be great. Uh, I think we're going to get some AEW tag tournament action. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, also Kushida versus Valter on NXT. Is, oh, snap. Yeah, so that's going to be major. Um, so very excited about all of that. And uh, I guess we'll talk more and see if maybe we do this again next week, man. Who knows? Right on. Right on. Alrighty. Well, Steven... As always, it was a pleasure getting to speak with you again. I hope you guys enjoyed tuning in for this bonus episode of Headlock Talk. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, everybody. Uh, And, uh, of course, uh, if you did enjoy uh, Stephen and I, or if you've been listening to us for a long time, you want to know how to give back to us, uh, you know, what we would greatly appreciate more than anything, just giving us a chat on Twitter and also make sure to obviously, like I said, hit that subscribe button, but also leave a rating wherever you listen to our podcast at, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube, you know, uh, Podbean, wherever, uh, Google play, of course, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure to tune into us, uh, you know, every Sunday at least, and we'll see what we can do about these, uh, you know, Thursday and Friday meetings. Who knows? Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, of course, also, if, uh, uh, you know, if you're a company, a business out there, and you just loved the sound of Stephen and I's sensual voices, uh, you know, you can always hit us up at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Uh, let us know if you would want us to plug or sponsor your product. We'd love to do that at, at the beginning of our episodes for you, if that is something that you so choose. But until then, uh, Stephen, we got a big show coming up uh, this Sunday here. We're going to be doing a little bit of a Hell in a Cell reviewing and seeing if they actually put up more than just three matches for the card. Uh, (laughs) Yep. uh, So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, But, uh, yeah, until then, you guys, take care of yourselves out there and know that we love you. 
That's very per- much. <laughs> All righty, yes. everybody. You guys take care. Be good to each other. And we'll see you again next time on Headlock Talk. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you, guys. Good night. Later. Later. had an earache on a Saturday of all days. So her mom brought her to Minute Clinic at CVS, where you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials like pain relief products, all in one visit. Even on evenings and weekends, you can even see us online with telehealth options. For quality, affordable care on your schedule, visit Minute Clinic at CVS. That's healthier made easier. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95.